Hi, welcome back to another episode of Healing Better with Full Circle. I'm your host, Sasha, and as always, I'm joined by my team, and we're going to be talking about things that make no sense to me and make a lot of sense to them. Today, our topic is how emotions show up in your body. I could probably talk about this forever because it doesn't make any sense to me, but it's like the coolest concept. A good example is me. Whenever I'm stressed, my stress shows up in like my upper shoulders. Everyone's always like, you're hard as a rock. Go get a massage or something and like work it out because I just hold all my stress there. But other people could hold it somewhere else. And like if you're depressed, it could show somewhere. If you're going through a divorce, apparently that can show up somewhere. So we're going to get into that today. Okay, so I'm looking at a study done by the National Library of Medicine through this National Center of Biotechnology Information in the States. And they kind of just have evidence-based complementary and alternative medicine thing. And they have a little chart. Anger will show up in your liver. And happiness will show up in your heart. And thoughtfulness will show up in your heart and your spleen. Sadness will show up in like your heart and your lungs and fear is kind of everywhere, but mostly in your kidneys, your liver and your heart. If you're surprised, it'll also show up in your heart and then anxiety will also kind of show up everywhere, but mostly in your heart and your lungs, which makes sense because most people can't breathe when they're feeling anxious. It's relatable for me. Um, And then we also have a bunch of stuff in our own treatment plans that I was going to kind of go through, but this whole concept makes like a lot of sense but also no sense to me as someone who has no medical background but I feel those things and like seeing it like on paper is like oh like that makes sense things that you notice in people that you work with if like how it shows up in their body I think when we're talking about emotions and um, the body it's important to consider that like emotions show up uh, in in our physical body um, quite a lot more than I think most people realize um, like when you are happy like where do you feel it when you are sad where do you feel it like there is usually a corresponding physical place and a lot of times when people come in with injuries here um, or they'll have an area that's been bothersome for them for a while and they've done all the therapies and they've addressed all the structural things and the issue is still there that's usually a pretty telltale sign that there might be something emotionally contributing to the problem that they're experiencing um, one of the most common ones is um, someone who has recurrent back pain um, well if it's lower back pain um, that area can sometimes be indicative of someone feeling really unsupported in their life or not having good support systems like they have to carry everything like they have to hold everything up like they have to do all of the things to keep everything running in their life um, so that's some patterns that I'll often notice in people who are struggling um, with back pain and then when you talk to them about this side of things oftentimes they do have a lot of those feelings and emotions associated with um, uh, associated with that not feeling supported not feeling secure so I think there's a lot of layers that contribute to um, how Um, emotions play into how our body feels on a day-to-day basis but also when something comes up and is a problem um, that can be sometimes a stuck emotion and not just stuck anatomy. I find it interesting that there's a bit of a disconnect sometimes with um, how people um, don't know where this resides in their body. There's um, always a question I ask um, when I see a new patient and they said, oh my gosh, my stress is like seven, eight out of ten, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, well, where do you feel it in your body? And they're like, what do you mean? 
Where, like, where is it? Where is it in your body? Is it on your shoulders, in your chest, in your head? I've never thought of that before. And it just like, it's interesting to, it's also about educating and like, okay, like tune into that. And so it's nice to take a couple breaths and like, okay, when you feel that, where is it? Where, where do you feel that? And it's just, it just comes back to sort of like um, the disconnect. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So in TCM, um, there are, we go off of uh, the five elements. You can also see them in Ayurvedic medicine. Um, they're a little bit different. We have fire, earth, metal, water, and wood. And each of these elements um, represent an organ and also um, like a tissue. Uh, it represents so many aspects. Um, and yeah, for example, uh, like Sasha was mentioning earlier, the liver is very closely related to uh, anger. Um, there was a really interesting case study um, at school that one of my teachers told us about where she was treating a patient um, who was a lovely husband, very level-headed, very calm, and all of a sudden he was uh, diagnosed with a really um, just severe liver condition and his attitude completely changed. His family didn't recognize him anymore. He had the shortest fuse, very fiery. Um, and yeah, that just like goes to show how you you wouldn't even think of that, but the liver can induce um, sort of that like the rage and um, yeah, so that's like um, the liver and anger aspect. Also, if we're looking at um, the heart, the heart is uh, the fire aspect, and um, yeah. I don't need to, I don't need to keep talking. I feel like Carolyn has a lot more to say. <laughs> Um, how do you assess it? I mean, in osteopathy, we're looking at the body and what is structurally restricted, what is structurally not moving well, what anatomically doesn't quite line up. Um, and our job is to discern whether it's there's a restriction somewhere in the anatomy or whether um, this is from a trauma or an injury, um, if it's, you know, really not functioning the way that it would normally function or should be able to function. Um, those are good signs that we've got a problem in the body. Uh, what takes it to the next level, like to know whether it's like emotionally derived I would say um, is like getting some of that subjective information from the person to a certain extent. Um, but sometimes someone will come in and they'll have an injury that should look one way, but looks very different or feels very different. There's a different texture to that tissue. There's a, a different feel to that tissue of it's not, it doesn't just feel like, you know, a muscle is too tight or joint is not moving. There can almost be like a, um, these are not very clinical or like a very rubbery feel or there can be like a very bouncy kind of feel to a tissue that doesn't normally feel like that. And when I feel those extra characteristics in a body, um, that is oftentimes when I'll start to ask them questions about their um, their emotional state if if that's something that they seem open to. And also knowing that not everyone is open to this work or not open to understanding that our emotions are part of our physical body. So if someone seems like they're open to it or, you know, I might ask some questions to open up a conversation to see if there might be an emotional piece because if there is an emotional piece, 
there's only so far that my mechanical treatment can go. And there might be other things that that person needs to resolve for that pain to shift or change or stop uh, because it's not just structurally derived. It's not just from the anatomy not moving or being stuck. So there's a feel to it. I mean, certainly in this work too, there's intuition to a certain extent. Um, You know, anyone who has been practicing in any field for, you know, a period of time, you're going to have a certain experience with what works, what doesn't work, what you've seen in the past, patterns that you've seen. Um, So drawing on that experience and intuition can oftentimes um, open up a conversation um, with a patient about how their emotions might be involved or how their emotions might be impacting what they're feeling or what they're experiencing in their body. So have you guys had any um, experiences in your practice, like examples, um, of course, without giving any identifying information for anyone, but experiences in your practice of um, seeing kind of like these emotional um, components play out in someone's injury or manifesting in someone's body? Yeah, sometimes I think you get different like treatment reactions that you wouldn't necessarily expect. So sometimes while treating, it's happened that you know, a patient will start to cry or start to laugh. I remember once we were learning this um, actually liver technique at school, which is called the liver pump. Um, and the, the friend that I was practicing on just started to like hysterically laugh. And then it went into like her hysterically crying. And she had no idea. Like every, she herself looked as surprised as everyone else did. But it was just like out of her control. And that goes to show that like sometimes emotions stay trapped and you have no idea. And like manual treatment can sometimes help release it to some extent but it just shows that yeah you kind of sometimes need a bit of of both work so manual treatment work but also being aware of your own body and where you store it like emotions and that sometimes it needs deeper resolving um so i i see it play out sometimes in practice that way but just going back to the point where you said about assessment um i think it also is important like as a patient if you kind of want to just be more in tune with it it can help to if you have pain come up to kind of assess what you were going through at that period in time and to see if there was any sort of trauma or emotional like state that you were in that you could possibly like link it to Um, because I have had a patient recently um, who um, lost someone she was very close to and um, and then they started to experience um, discomfort that they hadn't had previously or that I'd never treated them for so it kind of lined up with that and doing some work on that just helped to release things further um so yeah there is also a section in our um our one of our treatment plans kind of goes with like digestive disorders and circulation and lymphatics and women's health and urinary tract health and stuff like that and I thought those are like most interesting because those are like not necessarily like oh my shoulder hurts and this is that represents whatever emotion but like endometriosis can manifest as like insecurity and disappointment and frustration and blaming people for things and it says that uh, menopausal issues can be like the fear of no longer being wanted fear of aging and self-rejection and not feeling good enough and stuff like that which I think is insane that is like it's very deep and like really cool to me if that's like accurate I don't know um And things like bladder problems can be like anxiety, holding on to old ideas and the fear of letting go and being 
pissed off, which is funny, gets bladder. And just, I think stuff like that is really cool. If you're having lymph issues, it says it can be a warning that the mind needs to be recentered on the essentials of life, which are love and joy. Like people don't know about stuff like that. So if I'm sitting at home and I'm just going through really bad heartburn, which can be, which can mean fear. Like, what do I, like, do I, how do I treat that? Like, do I, how do I know to come to see, like, us, generally, for stuff like this without even knowing that it could mean something separate from just, like, being heartburn? No, I think when you're working with a holistic practitioner, like, part of their job is to, to help you sort through it because, like, not all heartburn is going to be derived from fear. Not everyone is going to have heartburn because they're fearful. Um, it, it can be a component, though. And having the awareness or having the knowledge that these things may be connected, um, I think, is important. And a practitioner that is obviously trained in this area is going to be able to um, assist you in better sorting out, you know, is this something that is more a structural problem or is this something that's more of an emotional problem or is it some complex combination of both? Um, so certainly not everything um, is going to be because of trapped emotions or emotions restricting in the body. But I think it is important to acknowledge that our bodies are complete units and our emotions don't just live in our brain. Like you don't feel things in your brain. You don't feel scared in your, like you might think about being scared in your brain, but where you feel being scared is usually in your chest, your chest tightening or your body getting tense. Like you feel feelings in your body. So is it really that far of a stretch to think that, um, that those feelings may be heading to one area more than another or especially if we do have an injury is that a new home that an emotion can kind of move into a feeling can move into and again this is this all sounds very energetic and something we don't really fully understand because we don't like we don't really fully understand this a lot of this comes from traditional medical wisdom that has been passed down for thousands of years so there's that but um it's still the energetics of our feelings the energetics of um our bodies are still not really super well understood and that is exemplified even just by by the placebo effect you know, we do all these studies and we give people nothing and they get better. Well, what's that about? You know, like that's that's really cool. Like, does it mean like they had a problem and then they were told that they could take something else and it might fix the problem. And then turns out it was a placebo. But the placebo effect is a thing. And it's a thing that we have yet to really fully understand or really fully quantify how people's beliefs and what they think and what they feel can manifest in the physical body. Um, so it's still an area that I think is really in its infancy of us understanding it. Um, but there's a lot of information that has been passed down from a lot of traditional medicines, like traditional Chinese medicine, which we've been talking about um, a lot here, or um, in, in osteopathic practice, we talk about how the emotions can impact different reflexes, can trigger different areas of the body to do different things. Yeah, and just to add on that, I think like you were saying that the energetic parts of emotions, but there's also like 
naturally just a physiological reaction to symptoms like fear, anxiety, which is not just it, not like we're animals, like it's kind of our like primal state of reflex. So some of the stuff, even if you're not into the whole energetic piece, there's something very concrete and physiological that happens in response to emotions that is proven as well. Um, and a lot of the resources that Sasha has been speaking about are from um, Louise Hay, her book, You Can Heal Your Life. So if you're interested in getting more information about it, you can find some stuff there. My cousin was actually telling me about that book last week, yeah. and she's like, I'm going to send it to you. It's a classic. Um, it's a good one. Yeah, I've heard her name a lot um, when I was researching this stuff, and I think it's pretty interesting. So I'm definitely going to, if she doesn't send me the book, I'll just go buy it. But like, mm-hmm. it's really cool. Um, I also kind of wanted, I don't know if that anything, has anything to do with necessarily emotions in the body, but I'm always really interested when um, we have like our meetings and you guys are talking about like people reacting during treatment, like just like having a breakdown or just like twitching a lot, like happens to me in acupuncture, just like mm-hmm. things come out different ways. Um, do you usually like associate that? Like when you're talking to someone after the fact, like how is that feeling? Do you know where is this coming from? Do you have your own like, preconceived kind of idea of like oh this was because I did this I just want to see what they think and if it matches or do you just like just more about the twitching that you mentioned there um, it's really interesting sometimes um, people because everything is very much inter- intertwined and interconnected in the body and I see that like every day through treatment so sometimes I'll needle a certain channel and they'll feel it on the other side of the body uh, mirroring the sister channel and um, yeah that's really um, it's really cool <laughs> I really love seeing that um, and oftentimes it's um, it helps guide me um, to sort of the next step in their treatment and like okay yeah we're gonna more we're gonna target this other channel now and um, yeah it's really cool how the body gives the practitioners clues as well regardless of um, how like what we find initially um and yeah um also sometimes um yeah going back to these emotional releases that patients have um at times it doesn't happen right away or on the first treatment but after a couple um rebalancing treatments and regrounding it's like that they're way more vulnerable and way more in their own being and they allow themselves to feel this um, on a deeper level and I've had um, instances where I come back and stimulate needles as part of my practice and as soon as like I I do that I just see their body shaking from like they're crying and like it's it's very powerful so when you think that you know, oh, this might not be doing anything for me. Like, I would give it a couple extra tries. Just, just give your give your body the chance to um, tune in and to um, and to experience these modalities to their fullest. You know, and I think that's a good point too, because you always say, I think all of you have said at some point that like, if you have all this like stress built up in your shoulders from like twenty years of being in whatever your job is and just being stressed it's going to take more than one treatment to like release that and to relax it and I think that can definitely be the same if if you're like not positive that that has been the connection like I'm stressed and that's why my shoulders and everything are so tense and why I can't move my neck anymore and stuff like that so like you just have to kind of give it a chance it's going to take more than like 
of one hour or like a 45 minute treatment to like relax your body and to be like, it's okay. Like you can go back to your normal state, whatever that was look, looking like for you beforehand. And um, it's also, it kind of proves that like I could feel a certain way during treatment, but not like show it. But like, I have to tell you that I feel that way. Like I felt really good after this treatment when I went home and or, like I felt super motivated or really relaxed. Like you're not going to know that unless I tell you if it's not like blatantly obvious, like on the table. I think that's just kind of like, you got to communicate with your practitioner. Like, they're here to help. You guys are here to help. And I have to, it's a two-way street. And yeah, that's just it. It's all part of the journey. Like, together. Like, your practitioner is experienced in their field, but you are the expert of your body. Like, you have been living in there longer than anybody else has or ever will. You know your body better than anyone and a practitioner can sometimes bring a different perspective into what's going on um but it is it is both of you alchemizing change it is both of you creating the healing together because your practitioner is here to guide your body and we are relying on you and your body to do what it needs to do on its end to change anatomically to change physically physiologically and sometimes that also involves the emotional piece so certainly not everybody comes to our office and cries all day they don't have that happening all day every day so don't worry you can come for an appointment and not worry that you're gonna just burst out into the saddest tears of your life that's that's not what this is um and i would say that's usually far more the exception than the rule um but i I think it's important that we at least start having this conversation so people can better understand their bodies better because we're in this situation most of us get into these situations where we're struggling with our body whether it be a condition or a diagnosis or or an injury a lot of times we get into these positions because we have not been able to hear what our body is telling us to hear what our inner knowing our inner body has been trying to communicate to us so your body is your best ally it's going to let you know it's going to try and protect you that's why it might restrict in a certain area when you're feeling certain feelings so it doesn't hurt as much physically mentally and emotionally so that's just how complex our bodies are and there's a certain level of mystery that does come with that because it's not something that we can really quantify. It's not something that is fully understood on a scientific cellular level. And for some people, that's the only way that they want to look at their body and health. But there is this other component, this really important component, that if more people were aware, if more people felt more empowered to feel into their body, their emotions, and and instead of it being scared of what it's showing them, using that as a way to better understand what's going on, I think we'd all be feeling really differently about our health um, as not only individuals, but more as a community and as a society. Um, yeah, it's interesting on appointment when you see stressful patient. A lot of the time you have the, quite the same construction in the body because um, of the primary primary defense reaction like people just uh, up the shoulders and uh, put uh, their neck and their head in the shoulder in it's a primary defense uh, reflex 
So we as, as osteopaths or maybe acupuncturists, we can uh, help people to release their tension and understand why. But if they're in their environment, they don't work on themselves, we cannot do other things. We have a, a, a we can help the patient, but we can do the things for them, the patient uh, and everybody, not the patient, me uh, as therapist too, have to work on ourselves and that's the better things to do. With just a little help in all of this complex body and in the osteopathic uh, concept, uh, we don't heal the patient, we just give the mobility and help the body and give the body the possibility to heal themselves. So that's an important thing, I think. I think it was one of the first times, I think definitely with you, you were like, do you, are you relaxed? Like, you relax more. And I'm like, I am. And you're like, literally, no, you're not. I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and I think you made a good point too. You said that um, like you can only do so much. Like you have to do the work for yourself when you leave. Like you're not going to be fixed in one treatment, and you have to go home and like work on whatever it is that is making you feel this way. If you if there's anything you can do to impact that, and yeah, everyone's making really good points. I don't even know how else to end on that note. It's just you guys made good points and. Um, so if anyone listening has any questions and you're kind of local to Kingston, you can come in and have um, an initial appointment with us. You can also book online or just do our health questionnaire and we'll get back to you with what we think a good treatment plan would be to start with. And you can always reach out to us with any questions and uh, we can also do free information calls with our practitioners and we're here to help. And even if you're not local, we're working on some projects to bring some of this work out because it's really valuable to start I think now more than ever, you know, especially coming out of a pandemic, we need to be doing everything we can to support our own health and our own resiliency, physically, mentally, and emotionally. So um, hang tight because we, we've got some fun things coming out so that we can support beyond just our own community. Thanks, guys. This was fun and very informative. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you to everyone for joining me today. Um, this was insane and mind-blowing, and I could probably, we could still talk about this forever, I think. We might have a few more episodes of this. I don't know. Um, so anyways, that's all we have for today. Um, if you enjoyed it, please share it and let your friends know about it, and take a little second to assess where these kinds of emotions will show up in your body. Because, you know, I said before that mine shows up in my shoulders when I'm stressed, but that's kind of the only thing that I know, so... What do you think is like most obvious about your emotions in your body? It's a good thing to think about. It's kind of interesting. So anyways, we'll see you uh, on the next podcast. I hope you have a great day and stay kind to yourself, drink water, all that good stuff.